1: Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's show. Um, I'm Laura Stewart, as you, you heard on my intro, and hopefully you've been listening for a while now and gotten to know the rhythm of the show, but if you haven't, and this is your first time listening, I, I can't tell you how excited I am to have you here. My long-term listeners and and my first-timers, if today is the first time you're listening to us live on iHeartRadio or on the podcast, which can be found anywhere you can get your podcast podcast and i know that um, somebody new just recently started listening to my podcast alistair uh, because he shot me a note and he was telling me that he really enjoyed the listening to podcasts so he was going to start listening to mine because he heard so much about it so welcome aboard alistair if you're hearing this um, today's guest is is a very interesting person who I met through my friend Ursula Menges, who wrote a wonderful book about uh, beliefs and clearing through your beliefs, and she was a guest on my show. And a lot of guests on my show have connected me to people who have become other guests on my show. One of the things that I've always found is that People you know have wonderful... I'm going to date myself now... Rolodexes or contact <laughs> lists or whatever you want to call them. I remember the days of Rolodexes when you had a thing on your desk and it had little cards on it. And you wrote, hand wrote or somebody typed on a typewriter their names and contact information. And you would literally use your fingers and go through your Rolodex and it spun in a circle to have those. But the people you know more than likely are one or two people away from some resource or something that you need that can help you move forward some mind shift that can happen so I always ask all my guests if you know somebody that would be a great guest for my show to help my my listeners shift their perspectives or learn something new or if there's a show that you think I should be on to talk about the power of questions or the work that I do and I I've never been disappointed with a single referral that anybody has sent me, and I've become such good friends with so many of the guests that were on my show. And Cheryl Light is no exception to the rule of being handed wonderful referrals for guests. Cheryl is known as um, the Yoda for small women-owned small businesses and solopreneurs, and as my loyal listeners know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I mean, I even have a R2D2 tweet tone, and the Cantina song is my ringtone on my cell phone. It's a huge thing, and I, I've even my mom has appeared to me since she's left using Star Wars references, which is absolutely hysterical to me because she never really understood the movie until after she departed the planetary existence. But Cheryl is a mentor, guide, influencer. She's been in business for over 25 years. So she has so much wisdom that she can share with us. So Cheryl, welcome to the show.
0: Well, thank you, Laura. I love that you love the Yoda. My marketing people said, don't use that term. And I was like, no, I love Star Wars. I am a Yoda. So (laughs) so it's fun that we share that in common. Yeah, you know, uh, (laughs)
1: it's... Star Wars, f- for me, over the course of my life, has really shifted the way I think about a lot of things because it was so ahead of its time in the 70s when it came out. And the whole uh-huh. idea of Yoda and Obi Wan Kenobi and the Force is so useful in business.
0: Absolutely. So, when
1: Absolutely. did somebody first start calling you Yoda?
0: Oh. Uh. Before I even realized I was a Yoda, it's probably been five, six years ago when women owned small businesses were showing up at my door and saying, you must have something uh, you're doing right because you've been in business so long. Um, so then a couple of people started calling me Yoda and without any connection to each other, they were using that terminology. So. <laughs>
1: I love it because, you know, like the whole idea of Yoda is he's connected on another level. He can see things that aren't there. He he just has a great wisdom from all of his and the experiences of others. Yeah. Into, so as a consultant, your clients is, is a true honor.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it, it's owning that. Wisdom, which you know, as we get older and we have different stages in our business, we truly do have wisdom, and sometimes it's hard to see it on your own. Um, but other people's feedback or mirror back to you helps you realize the power you have.
1: I, I love that. That's such a total tweet. Own your wisdom. <laughs> so many of us have imposter syndrome. And uh-huh. even though we've been in business for however long we've lived on the planet for as many years as we've lived, we we still feel inadequate. We feel like we don't have any, but anything to offer mm-hmm. to people. Okay. In 25 years, you've probably encountered that for yourself and for your clients. How do you deal with that? How do you run to that? How do you get past that?
0: You know, I, uh, I just always... So what I tell my clients, and part of it, you know, obviously I think we tell our clients our own lessons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but, but what I say to my clients is there's always this little girl or little boy voice inside of us who's afraid of the dark, even though we don't know it's real. And And when a child comes to you and they're afraid of the dark, you don't say, run, you're right, there's a ghost in the closet. Absolutely. I mean, unless you're trying to Uh, create therapy for that. Yeah. (laughs) What you do is you put your arms around them. You say, it's going to be okay. I'm going to get the magic ghost dust and I'm going to spray it in the closet. Um, And you help them feel okay with just being at that spot. And that's what I've learned to do for myself. And that's always what I suggest to my client. Just recognize that, that this is a little girl or little boy girl voice our little boy voice, that is uh, afraid of something, that's a ghost in the closet, it's probably not real, and instead of pushing it away, just give it a hug and say, thank you so much for caring about me. I'm going to be okay, and here's the ways that I'm going to move forward, even though I know I'm a little bit afraid, even though I know I'm not quite sure, it's all going to be okay. Um, And so that self-reassurance to yourself and recognizing that voice inside is so important.
1: I had a guest on uh, the other week, Karen Noe. She wrote an incredible book called We Consciousness. She's an internationally renowned psychic medium. And she's got a two-year waiting list. Because oh. the stuff that she does, it's so, it's so real. She gets information that nobody else can. And before she wrote this book, We Consciousness, that Wayne Dyer helped give her from after he passed the, the planet... Just before she got the information for the book, she felt she wasn't worthy of even being in the room full of other Hay House authors, even though she was a Hay House author already and renowned. And, you know, I see people at such high levels, mostly women, who really feel that they're not good enough to be doing what they're doing. And I, it's, it's become... I mean, I know the term is imposter syndrome now, and I don't like putting limiting beliefs out there, but it's becoming such a problem in in the world, and I don't know how to stop it. Do you have any thoughts?
0: That confidence factor for women in the world? Yeah. You know, again, I think it's just, I, I can't solve the world, but I can right. solve one person at a time. Absolutely. And so what I, what I always say to women is, there is research out there that we as women just think about things differently than men. Um, and so if we have, and some of the research says, if there are 10 criteria to do something, to apply for a job or take on a project, and women have nine of them, they will think, oh, I'm not worthy. I can't do that. I'm not confident with myself. And men, if they have two of them, will say, okay, sure, I'll take it on and I'll figure out the rest. So again, it's that awareness and understanding That's that's how we lead, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't say yes, because that's what builds confidence is when we take on things and we accept challenges and we learn. And that's always what I suggest to women, you know, don't be a major risk taker. But my goodness, if, if you look at it and you have enough to say I can go forward and then the faith to believe that I'll figure the rest of it out. One of the questions, I love your what questions to ask, one of the questions I say is, do you regularly mess up? Do you regularly make bad decisions? Do you regularly take on things that don't work? And most of the time those answers are no. Then I say, okay, so why would, it, why would that be true moving forward? If, if that's not your M.O. that you regularly mess up, then why would you mess up moving forward? You know, have the courage to, to move forward. And through that, you'll begin to develop your own confidence and get through that imposter syndrome.
1: I love that. Those are really great questions to pose to people and that statistics you came, you shared. Wow, I love that. So really, nine women typically, if they have nine out of ten things they need to move forward, will still say they're not good enough. But then, yeah. if they have two, wow, that's so huge, so yeah. writing even lists down to prove that you're that you are worthy as, as you put those questions together, do you normally mess up? No, it's like, okay, so I may not have ten out of ten, but i've I've got five out of ten that's okay i can I can go forward from there. That's really great. And, and Cheryl we're going to come right back after our first commercial break we are here with a light shoe a 25 year small business owner and mentor to women of all kinds we'll be right back with more from it's all about the questions Cheryl in your recent book that you just published which uh, I believe is available wherever books are sold I know it's on Amazon and stuff straight talk for smart business critical tools to build and grow your business I love it by the way um I I dog-eared a number of pages on some different things. We were talking about imposter syndrome first before the commercial break. I want to take that another step further and, and talk about something that you lay out in your book called the calm business model that over all the years that you've been in business, you discovered this when working with your clients and doing uh, your podcast as well, Straight Talk for Smart Businesswoman. And it, I love the model. And and I want to understand how you came to it. Because, I don't know, did you... Have you read the Washington Post today? No, I haven't. Okay, so the astronomers just discovered 12 new moons today around Jupiter.
0: Yeah.
1: And... I know you know, I'm like, how can you just all of a sudden find 12 new moons? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, Jupiter's got like 79 of them now. But I, I was trying I was thinking, why did they all of a sudden find them? And when I was reading the article, it said that they were actually looking for objects further out. And then the moons happened to come into view. And I thought that so fit with your calm model that you talked about in the book. And I think it'll make more sense if you explain the mo- the model okay. to to my listeners.
0: All right. Well, so a little background on the book, because that's how the Calm Modern came about. I've been doing a podcast for two and a half years, and I I had really no idea why I was doing the podcast, other than I just wanted to share messages of other women-owned small businesses and the lessons that they've had as they've built their business. And uh, last summer... I looked at all this research of two years of interviewing all these wonderful women and went, oh, my gosh, there's a pattern here. And that is one of my gifts of being able to look and see kind of the pattern and the messages that that come about. So I began to look at all of those podcast research, and I said, okay, this is developing into this model. And so each letter, C-A-L-M, describes the components of what's helped these women be successful. So C is about clarity and simplicity, A is about aim and focus, L is about leverage and adjust, and M is about measurement and discipline. And it wasn't, it wasn't. Although it contains some of the similar things that you might see in a building your foundations business course, right? You need to have your niche and you need to know your message and all that. The messages came together in a little bit different format to create that confidence, to create that. Uh, wisdom and get out of your own way so that you have a simpler model that doesn't create so much stress. Um, I know for myself as a small business owner early in my business there was just so much noise going on so much thing you need to do this you need to do this you need to do this and I wasn't owning what did it makes what made sense for me um you know, it was all the messages outside that made me feel like an imposter, right, and didn't create that foundations that worked for me and the business that I wanted to create. And that was so much the messages from the research from all of these uh, wonderful women that came together in the call Model, is that there are just some foundational pieces that when you have those for you, the, the, the business flows. Um, one of the interviews talked about float and flow you know I love that I use that term in my work and my daily life all the time is what am I doing that's helping me float and flow and moving in the direction that my business needs to go that my life needs to go um, in a way that makes sense for me not in a way that somebody else tells me it should
1: does that make sense it, it does it does and let's let's elaborate a little bit further on on each of these okay Uh huh. so Clarity and simplicity. It, it seems simple when you say it, but yet I've found when working with my own clients that that seems to be the hardest one. Yeah. Why do you think it's the hardest one, and what are some questions people can begin to do from your experience? Which, by the way, I love how in your book, at the end of every chapter, you have all these questions. <laughs> that, they need, that the readers can ask themselves to help them get clarity, aim, and focus, leverage, and agile. I love it. I love it. So this book is just right up there for me. So go ahead. Yeah,
0: well, uh, the question lady, of course you would love it. <laughs> so clarity and simplicity. I agree that it's, a, it's, it's so important because you need to stop the noise. Right, you need all the noise that's going on. And, and that's one of my big things that I think is the greatest challenge for women who are not confident or any business owner who's not confident is you're looking for a magic bullet. And in reality, the bullet rests inside of you. Um, that's a big one to get through, huh? Um, yeah. So, yeah, so when you're listening to all the noise, you tend to say, well, I'm not doing it. I uh, So another tool that I've uh, developed since writing the book is the whole notion of the power of one, which is the clarity piece. You know, what's the one product that you believe you bring to the world? What's the one audience that you want to serve? What's the one message that you want to bring? And what's the one reason that you are the right person to bring it?
1: Well, oh, you need and to say that one more time. Just run through that list again. What's the one? The one product, the one audience? Just say it one more time. It's so powerful.
0: Yep. Yeah. What's the one product? What's the one audience that you want to serve? What's the one message about what you solve? And what's the one reason that you are the right person to bring this to market?
1: Wow, that, that is so powerful.
0: Yeah, because I think we try, to ask, we, try to ask, we try to ask too many questions. And so we confuse ourselves and we confuse our audience about what it is, what it is we're doing and why we're doing it. And so answering those four things really can bring clarity and simplicity. Now, is this the, is this the, question, is this the answers that are going to be there forever? No, as your business grows and develops, those, the answers to those questions will begin to shift. And focus because you get more experience, your business is growing, you're at a different stage in your business. But if you can always come back to those simple three or four questions, then you have a good foundation that just can create that calm and the right people can be attracted to you.
1: Yet, it can be so difficult for people to focus on one thing. I know. So how... Do, Go ahead.
0: Especially entrepreneurs, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what can what uh, can you give them to help them focus down? To do, which I'm so, going to guess is your A, which is the aim and focus. Aim and
0: focus, right. Because this is now you're going to be able to network. You're going to be able to share your message. Um, you're going to be able to talk about what you're doing. You're going to be able to talk about your genius work. That's the aim and focus. So what's the one thing? Well... Start with just answering those four things, just clear and simply. Realize you're going to have all these other ideas. If, if you're like me as an entrepreneur, I always have all these ideas. Oh I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. And I just keep a list of all these other ideas. But every day I go back to those, that power of one question. So even now, you know, you would think, oh, she's, she's built a successful business, and she doesn't need to do that anymore. No, you have to have something to ground you into what it is that you're doing. And so I have this list posted for me, the power of one list posted for me right on my computer on a post-it note. So the answers are not complex. The answers are very simpler. simple, but it's a way to ground yourself every day on this is what my business is about. And then off, when I'm off floating around, <laughs> because like Yoda, I like to fly places, right, and, and try different ideas, I just put that in another kind of compartment and pull out what I can always being grounded with that power of one that makes sense
1: it, it does it does it's all about focus and mm-hmm. but it, you can't do anything else unless you have the clarity and have simplified it down to the one that's what i'm getting from mm-hmm. what you're talking about mm-hmm. and i absolutely love that
0: and that you know that leads to the leverage and adjust when you uh, a lot which we hold it hold that, that th-
1: thought cheryl um okay. since this is live and it's broadcast radio we're heading into the national news break in under 10 seconds so i don't want you to get cut off so let's Perfect. just tease everybody when we come back from the national news break we're going to talk about how you can leverage and adjust year one we'll be right back Oh, I so wish you all could hear the conversations that go on with between my guests and I during the, the national news break. It was absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us live, we are. I'm here speaking with Cheryl Lightshue, 25 year small. Um, Small business owner, solopreneur, had a bigger business, backed off. We'll talk about that longer. Author of Straight Talk for Smart Businesswoman, Critical Tools to Build and Grow Your Success. So, so Cheryl, during the commercials and, and the national news break, you said something that I so had to write down, but I want to hear you talk about it. We were talking before the national news about the one, getting calm, clarity and simplicity, aim and focus, leverage and adjust, measurements and discipline. and and finding your one. And can you share with us what you you said about the power of one? Uh,
0: I wrote it down in case you don't remember. Yeah, (laughs) about being in the question? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, So I know we talked about, you know, how do you get to that power of one? And you have to allow yourself to be in the question of what are those four pieces to the power of one. And that's always a challenge for us high achievers. You know, we want the answer. We want now. it right now. But if you can if you can just allow yourself to be in the question, the answers will show up. Just I'll, Just take that anxiety over not having the answer and just allow yourself to be in the question. And the answers will show up. They truly will.
1: It, it's so brilliant and so true. We want everything now. We're a society mm-hmm. of immediate gratification. But when you're talking about building your business foundation, sometimes you just have to be with it.
0: hmm Yeah. And that's, you know, that's part of the L. We started talking about leverage and adjust before the break. You know, part of being in business, one of the my interviews in the book and in the podcast was uh, Julie Danskin, who said, being an entrepreneur is a total faith walk, and it is, because you're constantly learning and growing. You're, you're constantly having successes and then challenges. There's always opportunities. It's, there's always an opportunity to be leveraging, adjusting where you're going. And I think that's the challenge is there's not one job description and you just do it. You have to be defining some of these things, like your power of one, and then going out and experiencing it, and as you experience it, Oh, my gosh, you're learning all kinds of things, whether you're succeeding or failing or running into roadblocks. You're always learning and being able to be in that float and flow of I need to learn, I need to adjust. You know, so one of the chapters of my book was you're not an imposter. We were talking about that. So you need to get that out of the way because that's part of leveraging and adjusting. But you're also not superwoman. (laughs) you can't do it all by yourself. You need to be out there experiencing and letting other people help guide you so that you can continually leverage and adjust. And in my 25 years of my business, I really celebrate what it is that I created in my business, because it's been it's offered me so many things as a person to learn and grow, as well as what I've delivered my clients, but it's also delivered me a lifestyle that was so important to me because I allowed that clarity and simplicity of what it was that I wanted to create to guide everything in my business, and I continually leveraged and adjusted till it made right sense for my clients and it made the right sense for me. We so don't start off
1: knowing that, but we all like to believe we do, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right. One of the stories in your book that you t- that you shared, I think, really applies to the leverage and adjust idea of it. So, um, hopefully, you'll. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you anyway, because <laughs> um, you know that's I good. I own the microphone here, so <laughs> hopefully right, you'll play right. with me and answer. Sure. You know, you talked about leveraging and adjusting, and you shared in your book how you had your business larger, and then mm-hmm. you decided it wasn't right for you, and you dropped back to being a solopreneur, as the term mm-hmm. is called. So basically, no employees, none of that. You, you it's just you, and you know, you're going to bring people in as you need them to help you with different tasks. But that's not an easy thing for people. No to do and even shared a story of somebody who started her own business and realized it wasn't for her and took a job because Mm -hmm. she couldn't work alone. How did you come to that decision and what are some questions my listeners can ask themselves to help them if they're potentially struggling with that issue?
0: Because I think it's more
1: common than we think.
0: It is. It is. So the first place I would direct them is to your book because you you have some Great. Here's some great chapters in there of asking questions when things are not working. You know, so the basic, you know, when I when I had a larger firm, the reality is I was making less money uh, the, for me by having those uh, the other employees than when I was a solopreneur. So you can use that financial thing, but the basic thing was I was not feeling joyful about my business. It was not delivering to me what I wanted. And that was such a key factor of saying, is this working for me? No. Is it working for my clients? Well, sort of, but not at the same level that I wanted to, and it did when I was a solopreneur. And so really being honest with yourself about where are things. Now, we all have bad days as an entrepreneur. Okay, Yeah, there's always those days that it's like, what am I doing? Am I on the right track? But when the mood that, when that mood just sort of continues to be pervasive day after day after day, it's time to ask those questions about uh, what is it that I need. I think I was really susceptible at the time to believing I needed to have a million-dollar business. And I'm going to say something that's so contrary to what you're hearing in the world out there right now. We need to have a million-dollar business. There are not enough women with a million-dollar business. You know what? When I tried to strive for that million-dollar business, I was miserable because the model didn't fit who I was and what I wanted from my business. And so that's part of that noise piece of, is a million-dollar business really what you want? Sure, a million dollars would be nice, but what is? But all the components that go with that were not what I wanted. Um, So I'm not telling women to not have a million-dollar business, but I am saying go back to that power of one. You know, what is it you want to deliver? To who? What are you going to solve? And why is the reason that you're the right person to do that, to do this work? And when you have that, the format of your business will sort of emerge on its own. Um, And the noise from the outside of you need to be this, you need to grow to this, you need to have... No, I love being able to sit here in my home office. I live on a lake, looking out at the lake, having a beautiful conversation with you. Oh, my gosh, what a joyful day for me. And so, again, I would go back to even your book of when it's not working, you need to sit down and ask yourself the questions of why why is it not working? What What is it that's missing? So I continue to have the joy in my life and in my business because when I have that, the right people show up, the right days show up, the right life shows up that we are all entitled to, to have.
1: Does that make sense? It does. It does. And it, it, all these thoughts came into my brain because I had a seven-figure business. My, uh-huh. my first business, Guardian Angel Computer Services, I had a seven-figure business. And like you, I, all the money was going to the business. Uh-huh. and all my employees, and overhead, and all that other stuff. And I'd had opportunities to sell it prior to when I eventually sold it. And I I felt like a failure wanting to sell it, even though I had yeah. built a seven-figure business, and that somebody wanted to buy it. Because as you pose that one question are you feeling joyful about your business I wasn't feeling joyful about right. my business which is when I finally realized I needed to sell it but I had to deal with the fact that even though I had a seven figure business I felt like a failure if I was going to get mm-hmm. rid of it and it was really fascinating and I talk about that in in my book and I'm going to yeah. guess you, you'd already gotten to that part about it but yeah. Um. alright so I want to make sure that we, we get in because you we did the the c the a and the l uh, let's talk okay. about measurements and discipline which is so critical to full and complete business success to keep looking at that as well so let's talk about the m in your calm method
0: yeah and it's and it's probably the piece that i dislike the most <laughs> I don't want to measure. Most if I'm of us do, right? <laughs> I don't want to hold myself accountable to that. I, I don't want to be disciplined. I just want to fly off in whatever direction I want to. But one of my coaches along the way said to me, "You know, Cheryl, it's not what you do once in a while; it's what you do every day that is going to build your business. And so, by building the discipline into my business, that's really when my business took off. Um, and it was the discipline of marketing. It was the discipline of measuring what it is that I'm, that I'm doing. It was the discipline of saying, starting my day by saying, okay, what are the money-making activities that I need to start my day with? And then I can go off and do all those creative things I like to do and develop new programs and run, run into all those ideas that I have. But making money is not an option if you have a business. You have to have enough money coming in so you're not worrying about the house payment or you're not worrying about putting food on the table you, and you're being able to, to take that fear out of the, the, out of the works so that you can really prep, focus on that joy of doing your business. But if you're not disciplined, if you're not measuring what it is that's happening, you really can't take that fear out of the picture. What are some
1: things people need to measure?
0: Uh, you need to measure what's the money first. uh, So obviously the basics of what's the money coming in the door. Is it profitable? Uh, and if it's not, why not? Is it adjusting your fees? Uh, I have a, I have an online course that I'm doing that's free called, uh, how to charge what you're worth and get it.
1: Oh, brilliant. Everybody (laughs) Uh, needs to sign
0: up. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And uh, you can find information about that on my website, but, um, but, yeah, it, it, because if you're not looking at that and being realistic about that, and, again, we as women tend to undercharge and overdeliver. So we tend to not charge enough, and then we tend to oh, we tend to give away too much of our time, and then we wonder why we're not making the money, and we wonder why we're fearful about the bills not being paid. And that's the perfect you question to go into our last commercial break.
1: Are I you know. charging enough? We'll be right back for more from Cheryl you. All right, so we said to everybody um, that they need to take your course, <laughs> your free course that you got, because most people are not charging enough money. Uh-huh. And as you said, part of your comm method, the measurements and discipline, they, they need to check how much money they're making. Is it profitable? How can they, if it's not, what can they do? If it is, what else, what can they do, too? Um what is it about money and setting our worth that is so difficult for so many entrepreneurs?
0: Yeah, it's such a mindset issue. Money always is. You know, we we all have a relationship with money.
1: <laughs>
0: and most of it is about it needs to be a struggle to get money. <clears throat> and And... And that we need to work harder in order to get money. I mean, we all have all these div- we all have all these messages about money that we need to get around, um, and that could be a whole other show, Laura. <laughs> and, and I
1: think it's really interesting that we're getting feedback right when we're talking about money. <laughs> <laughs> hmm.
0: The angels at work.
1: Yes. So continue. It seems to have stopped.
0: Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so we all have a mindset about money, and we need to get clear about what that is so we can shift it, because we are, when you have these paradigms, it does flavor all of the things you do. So when you're, you don't think you're worth it and you don't think you deserve the money that you're asking for, um, it's, it sets a mindset that gets in your way of actually charging what you truly are worth in the marketplace. So there's the emotional mindset component, and then there's the reality of what are you worth in the marketplace. Um, so you have to get through that. And we I will talk about some of that in the how to charge what you're worth and get it. We're going to start right away with mindset and how do you get through that mindset component so that you can go into the lot the logical piece of are you charging enough and what does that look like.
1: And how does somebody find out? Uh, about it because I've had a couple of people already go, How do I find out about that course and how do I reach out to Cheryl and get more info?
0: Yeah, so my website is straight talk for smart business com, and when you go there, you will see the registration for that course about a third of the way down this page, um, and you'll also find how to get access my book as well as the straight talk. Business Women Academy, which is a, which is a number of different courses that are targeting, uh, things like your niche and your brand and, and designed to be those just in time lock and tackle resources that I know were important to me in building my business. And that's my whole mission moving forward as is Yoda. It's not to sell you huge, expensive, foundations of your business courses, it's really to help narrow in on what's the one issue that you're struggling with. So even the how to charge and uh, how to charge what you're worth a get it course, it's free. It's a five-day uh, Facebook event, July 23rd to 27th, designed to, again, give you those block-and-tackle tools so that you can move forward in your business, because that's my mission now. It's I'm in the legacy piece of my business. How can I invest more in helping other women-owned businesses have the same successful, sustainable business that I've had and the joy in their business that, again, has delivered so many blessings to me in my life? I'm going so straight talk.
1: For com. Perfect. One of my uh, guests I've had on a couple of times, Arlen Sorensen, really talks a lot about legacy. And Arnie Bellini, uh, founder of ConnectWise, which has a $1.1 billion valuation now, he's in the third phase of their company, which is about the giving back and yeah. making sure that he can help people come up and, and build and grow their business. So I love that you're doing that, Cheryl.
0: Now, oh, thank you
1: because this is not only live radio but it's also podcast you mentioned that the free course you're doing on how to set your rates is coming up next week but somebody may be listening to this on the podcast after that is there some way that they can get access to that or do you offer it regularly or they just go to straight talk for smart business and you'll you'll talk about it there
0: yeah, uh, the idea is uh, I'm going to do it live for this five days, and then I'm going to turn it into one of the courses on the Straight Talk Academy. Which again, they can get they can get access to the academy through the Straight Talk for Smart site, um, and it will probably be a free course through the academy as well. I do have paid courses on the academy, but I, this I think I'll continue to offer as a free course. So. Um, that's how they can check it out if they're listening to the podcast later.
1: Yeah, because we always, you know, when I do the show live, it's like, oh, yeah, this is immediate. But then it's like, <laughs> all right, I've had people listen to a show from a year or two years ago, and they're reaching out to me. Yes. And they're like, oh, this was so powerful, and but this... Ended it's and I'm done. like, right. all right, but it's not really ended. Just reach out to the person. Here's how you find them. yeah <laughs> I, I get people constantly wanting to talk to Jason Webb, who was on twice. He's an intellectual property attorney. Uh huh. Because sometimes you're not ready, right, for whatever right. the message is you're hearing. So it sits in the back of your mind, and uh-huh. and then it's like, oh, now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so yeah. we're, getting, we're getting closer to the end of the show. And there's so much that we can, we can keep talking about. I mean, there's so much that, <laughs> that you, you share in your book from the lessons you've learned with your podcast and stuff. But if you had to come up with one or two last thoughts to share with my, my listeners, what would they be?
0: You know, I think if, if you have any desire to be an entrepreneur, the world is really ready for the solopreneur. Uh, when I started my business, I almost had to apologize for being a solopreneur. But the world is really ready to have these ind- individual voices out there sharing your gifts and talents and making an impact on the lives of many. You know, whether you have a million-dollar business or you have a $200,000 business or whatever you have, the world is really ready for you. There are so many resources out there to support you, and I guess I'm one of those resources. But there are resources out there to support you in being successful because usually entrepreneurs come with a passion for something, but then there's the whole business aspect of it. And I love the business of being in business, but a lot of people don't. And there are so many tools and resources to help you so that you can be that powerful voice in the universe. Um, and so it is a total faith walk. Yes, it's going to challenge you to your to your core because it is about you, but it, the, ready, the world's ready for you.
1: And it also sounds like it's okay if being an entrepreneur turns out not to be your thing.
0: Absolutely. And that's one of the stories that I tell in my book is, A woman who decided to try it out it didn't work but she learned so many things from being uh, an entrepreneur and when she went back into the corporate world it really served her well to again have that joy in her life and know where it was that she fit and the kinds of things that she was looking for so it's never a permanent decision none of our life choices are right life gives us new journeys all the time.
1: I have two friends that have been very entrepreneurial they had been corporate and then they went out on their own and they've been kind of struggling since they've been out on their own but they still know they want to be entrepreneurs and recently I ran into one in a supermarket working in the cash register line Mm -hmm. and it shocked me it just honestly shocked me and we i happened to randomly be on that line one of those god incidences as i call it and and we've been talking about several different things and another one she just took a job with one of those uh big office supply stores and i asked them both why and they said they just needed to feel like they were accomplishing something yep yep and there's nothing wrong with that and they're just trying to figure it out. I think they're still listening for the one. Mm-hmm. They're just allowing themselves to be in the question, figuring out what they want. And for now, it gives them some money, and they're freeing up their mind to kind of percolate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I've made it through three recessions, and during a, a couple of those recessions, I, too, got a part-time job because... I needed to get out of the negative feeling of things weren't growing, yet the reality was it, it wasn't going to because the recession was there. So you need to make the cho- choices and decisions that keep you energized and keep you moving forward.
1: I love that. That's such a, a beautiful thought to begin to close the show out, is it's okay to make some detours. Yeah, Life is like
0: that.
1: Life is totally like that. But at the end of the day, it needs to come back to what is right for you and what has you feeling joyful about your business and whether that's entrepreneurial solo entrepreneurial or otherwise or with a corporation it's okay as long as you're clear right as long as you have your calm clarity and simplicity aim and focus leverage and adjust measurements and discipline so thank you for sharing everything with us today cheryl
0: Thank you for having me, Laura. This has been
1: delightful. Absolutely been wonderful. So everyone, you can get Cheryl's book, Straight Talk for Smart Businesswoman, Critical Tools to Build and Grow Your Business. Anywhere books are sold, go up to Amazon, wherever it might be. And uh, smart, straighttalkforsmartbusinesswomen.com is her website. And we'll be back here next week, everyone, with another incredible guest. Well, I think all my guests are incredible. Hopefully you do too. Let me know what you think of the show. Find me out on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere that social media is present i am there have a great day everyone remember the right questions can change your life today hug someone you love
0: you've been listening to it's all about the questions starring laura stewart connect with laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today